Florida, tourist paradise, tropical vacation wonderland, sunshine and cool breezes. From Mallory Square in Key West to the Governor's Mansion in Tallahassee and all points beyond, you're listening to the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com, your source for all things related to the craft beer community in the Sunshine State. And now your host, Dave Butler. All right, we're at episode 19 of the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com. This is Dave, your host and author. Thank you so much for taking the ride with me. Greatly appreciate it. Today, we are going to get a Port St. Lucie, otherwise known as the Pizzle by some people. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, Port St. Lucie is in the Treasure Coast. It's on the Atlantic side of Florida, kind of between Daytona Beach and West Palm Beach. Uh, sleepy little community near Fort Pierce, which is a place that I particularly love. And we're going to visit Hop Life Brewing. And we're going to be spending the entire episode there, which is great. Uh, I was able to speak with Rob Turrell and Jim Kelly, two-thirds of ownership at Hop Life. Uh, former firefighters, and that's something that you definitely see a lot of when you go to the tap room. Uh, just sort of chatting about things, getting beer started in what is not traditionally known as a big craft beer area and so on and so forth. So I'm going to go ahead and get started right on the episode. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. How much does it cost to insure a brewery? Uh, and I would assume like the, the tap room side would be more. Well, yeah. Well, yeah to it, it's all, I'm going to say it's around, we pay about probably 9000 a year. Is that? There's a $2 million umbrella and, you know, branches off from there. Compared to other businesses that you've seen, is that it's really high, or is it just sort of? Um, average? I would think it's it, it's above average. Just because of the alcohol. Yeah. 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 Um, and then when we do um, certain events, they'll require a rider, so then we'll have to pick up a, a rider or something. Okay. You know, but but overall, the uh, I mean, what goes along with it too is all the bartenders making sure they know don't overserve or because they could. Physically, get you know, Tiger Woods. Yeah, <laughs> you never really think about it. Well, it now the only reason they're stretching because of the money he has. Yeah. Because the whole interview they had, and even uh, Tiger Woods doesn't. Say it was an employee. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He goes, right. He goes, what do you mean? I knew he had a, a drinking problem. He goes, yeah. I'm not with him 24 hours. The guy works for me. Right. You know, so they're prying <laughs> after. Uh, yeah. They knew he was an alcoholic. Why did they? serve them. So now I gotta say whoever's a possible alcoholic, you can't work. You have a disability. <laughs> but I mean you've been open for a couple of years. Have you ever come even close to having a problem? I've never heard that happen in a craft brewery. No. No, we've never had a fight here, we never had a Yeah, we've may have had to ask if, what two or three people to leave. We're not gonna serve you but that, and yeah. three were actually kids I thought it was gonna be an issue. They were early twenties. They came in stumbling and sat over there. They're coming, the bar they're coming drunk already. Go say, I can't serve them. So I walked over and hey guys, I'm like, having a good time. I go, um, I advise you not to drive, get an Uber. So I, go, I can't, I'll give you water, Cokes, whatever you want, but I'm not gonna. 
served a beer, and they were like, I thought they were sort of sitting there, like, all right, let's go, we'll look, uh, all right, we'll go. <laughs> and they left, you know, I thought yeah. I wanted them to go out of here and drive with me, you can't do it. I think I've heard of one brewery that had one problem. Yeah. Period. Well, I just I, don't see it. it. It's, you know, it's different. It's not like a bar you're coming there to get drunk. Yeah. And get plastered. You're here to taste a beer and, you know, the different beers and. I don't think I'm, I don't think a majority of people come here for a get drunk on eight dollar beer or seven dollar you know, <laughs> or a six dollar beer or something. You know? Even the younger crowd, well, our crowd is uh, really probably late thirties to up in the seventies, and we had a pretty diverse crowd. But um, the younger crowd that comes in, you know, we sell chill on the flights, and again, they're not like gyms; they're not pounding beers. They they'll buy two or three flights and want to sample everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then take off, but they're not, they're not staying and gotcha. slamming down beers to, to get plaster there. <laughs> um, no, we haven't had problems here at all. Stealing glassware. Do you have branded glassware? Oh, yeah. Okay, and so they go yeah, quick. that's going to walk. Yeah. We, we stopped doing the pills in their glasses. They were nice, actually nice glasses. And uh-huh. I think I have one left I'm saving. Um, <laughs> but they would, they would go... Um, I yeah. thought there was any problem. The funniest when the girl rehearsed, she, she grabbed five off this table. She looked around. I saw her back up. She's going to steal those glasses. I didn't care if she would ask me. I'd have given her a case of it. So she looked around. She grabs them, kicks the door open, <laughs> and trips right there. And the glass goes over. It's crushed <laughs> off. Doesn't look back. Walks to her car, gets inside the garage, and sleep like that. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. There was one brewery. I can't remember. It was... Um, out in the Midwest, he ended up putting, he was losing 5000 a year, I think he said, in glasses, and he put... Um, the RFID chips? Yeah, and they beep when they went out the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. It's just, it's... it's. So, yeah, whatever, whatever's branded, they'll, uh, they'll coasters, I mean... Well, like, coasters, and I'll, I'll tell you, I did not realize how expensive just even stickers were. Oh, stickers are nuts. Stickers are thousand, you know, yeah, 40 cents a sticker. Yeah, um, coasters are, are more and they'll go we just did 5,000 and none left zero interesting and they'll, they'll take them by the stack and, hey I have a bar at home and can I <laughs> grab like 40 of them 50 of them you know it's like one or two and I've seen like other bloggers and I shamelessly stole this from them he has a bunch of Florida brewery coasters that he uses as a backdrop whenever he takes pictures mm-hmm. yeah. and so and that's, that's cool. great yeah. exactly yeah. you know I did that sort of with stickers um, but one or two, yeah. well, not all, 40, 50. I mean, yeah, you, you chalk it up as all marketing. Marketing is between, I couldn't tell you how much we spent, tens of thousands of dollars between shirts, scarves, mm-hmm. dog toys, uh, <laughs> with your name on coasters, glasses, I mean, everything. So you don't realize that going into business, how mm-hmm. for your marketing side, do you think that being here in Port St. Lucie in a non-traditional beer market like we were talking about earlier, do you think you've had to work extra hard not only to advertise who you are, but to advertise against the expectation that this would be a bar like you'd see an animal house? Extra, extra. Extra, okay. <laughs> Yeah, like I told, I told you before, this crowd here, it's coming around, but uh, it was a tough crowd in, in the beginning. I don't think they were as craft savvy as um, other areas. Mm-hmm. 
um, but they're coming around. Um, it's just education. It's constant ed- education with, with them, but not not the bar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. I think the city when we went to get permitting, yeah, well, we had it. They had no idea, no clue what a brewery was. And, or a um, winery, or a yeah. tap room, initially or a they tasting room, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they they said, oh yeah, you can, um, yeah, you can do that. No, you're giving the beer away, right? They want to get it for free. Yeah, I go, now we're selling it. He goes, oh, 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 that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> because it was a tasting room and they didn't understand. Yeah, because yeah. you're right with a winery or a distillery, here's a sample buy the package, right. and then leave with the package unopened. Right. Oh, that, yeah, so. that's your idea. What are the questions? Uh, can they get drunk here? Yeah. It's like, well, I can yeah. get drunk in your office here, yeah. <laughs> My water bottle could have Tito's in it, yes. So initially we got turned down, and then there's a small brewery across. Um, uh, side door, right? Yeah. yeah. And he fought it and fought it and got him to change some of the ordinances, and then okay. the next time we went in, they just stamped everything, and we were done. The learning process. Yeah. Well, I, would it have been, I guess, would it be a little bit easier because Port St. Lucie is so close to Fort Pierce and Sailfish has been there for several years now. Yeah. Have they taken a look? But that actually, Fort, Fort Pierce is a different county. Yeah. Right? Same, same county. Same county. They okay. just don't communicate. Yeah. Uh, Port the Lucie, cities Fort Pierce don't communicate. Or, no. yeah. Yeah. So Fort Pierce does things different than. Gotcha. And they, they've been open arms. I mean, we we actually looked at Fort Pierce, and they wanted they were yeah they wanted to near them, so yes. they wanted to get the breweries mm-hmm. like a hub, you know, there. And, but we just couldn't find the right building. Okay, and then well, so why did you choose Port St. Lucie? Because it is a good location next to Met Stadium, kind of uh, close-ish enough to population 75. of what 280, 260. Yeah, at the time it was 260. Yeah, population was um, one of the bigger draws and then this area like um he would say like there's outback chilies they have to do the traffic studies before they're allowed so there's so many cars they have to go you know so mm-hmm. it was the, the population it's what was one of the big draws the uh, but we're tucked back into everybody asked why we're tucked back in the yeah. you know there's hundreds and hundreds of breweries tucked back in the warehouse districts. Yeah, um, it's kind of a running joke with my family. Yeah, you know, and, and people ask, oh, why are you back here? We looked in the, the main roads there. Um, the positive thing, you are getting a lot of traffic for your tap room. Um, we wanted to distribute. Yeah. Distributors come with semis. There's nothing dock high uh, mm-hmm. out there. Uh, nothing where semis have easy and easy out. Uh, you have neighbors to deal with that, you know, somebody's next door. and when we were looking it was two and a half spaces per thousand square foot yeah so you're literally you know you might get 10 spaces if you're most buildings out in the front front oh, yeah, out there was five thousand yeah. huge issue and um and then the rent was five times as yeah, much yeah. As it, as it is you know your neighbors have signs up uh only parking for here and mm-hmm. so you're gonna uh, fight continuously with them distribution's gonna be a problem because of truck access in and out for for a small brew pub or so, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted to. But uh, this building used to be a juice a juice company, so they had really? floor drains in already. They had some of the infrastructure. Nice. Um, and then the, the parking is unlimited here. Yeah, because when you're open, 
everybody else is closed. Yeah, correct. So you can basically so they're, they're just leaving, grab it yeah, Correct. They're leaving at 4 o'clock. Um, we'll open at 2 weekends earlier, but we have, like I said, Jim said, unlimited traffic. Food trucks out here. There's no issues there. We'll have events out here. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be parked down the street. Um, again, no issues. And being a juice company, Three Sons down in Dania just came into a, just entered a, an old juice company building as well. And permitting was no issue because they were already zoned for light industrial, which I would assume this building. Well, we had well. an issue because um, the alcohol part of it and okay. the industrial. So we had to overcome the alcohol part of serving. Now, if we just manufactured, didn't have a tap room, they wouldn't have it. An issue. It was the, the taproom they had an issue with, but yeah, it's actually broken up into two. So this is a separate right. building and zoning and manufacturing. Yeah. So retail and manufacturing back there had to separate the two spots, which is why the yeah. glass wall. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. I just finished a trip to Chicago, and that was one of the requirements. Every single brew system is separated by some sort of a wall yeah. by law. Right. And then, but you go to other places like just south of here, you do south, you can literally yeah. sit like right up on it. It's it's interesting to see how. Well, same thing with laws every, are different. Uh, one in Vero, the big one in Vero, walking sure. train. Mm, yes, no, you're totally yeah. right. Totally right. So, with Hop Life, we were talking about this. Obviously, not only are you coming from a homebrewing background, but a firefighting background not the first firefighters that I've seen that went into brewing. How do those two sort of coexist so well? Well, we're all alcoholics and we like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. The, uh, a lot of stress on the job. So, a lot of, not, all, I get it. not they're not alcoholics, but no, they like to drink, you know. Um, After lifting then, the jaws of life with a full suit on, how can you right. lift a pint glass? Yeah, there you go. I lifted one of those yeah. for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and oh man. Well, thank well, God there's younger guys, and we had enough well, time on. We could, or <laughs> the jaws of life when, when we first came on probably weighed three uh, times as much. Yeah, yeah, they were enormous. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Now the tools. Now they're lightweight compared. That, to better, stronger, lightweight. Uh, oh, we had steel tanks when we came on. Yeah, and we have still now they have composite, mm. you know, and um, I wonder why your back is killing you. Right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My back is hurting just hearing you talk about uh, it. Yeah, the, the beer part of it and the firefighter part of it, I don't know how it really transitions to that, but um, but, but light, light, like you said, there, there's no police officers. Yeah, I've there's never no. seen police officers. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of military. There's yeah. a ton of military. Yeah. I go, they retire and they do other things, and then they go into brewing, but I've yeah. never seen police officers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can't because of the, they can't own a bar, I believe, because of the bonded um, law enforcement. Interesting. Yeah, that, I think that's a big part of it. But even if they're retired, well, possibly. If they're retired, they, yeah. I would assume they could. Yeah, I did not realize that part, though. Yeah. Interesting. The, um, but it, it was a, um, a great hobby that you pay a lot of detail to, and the same. I think the same thing on the job too. When you're, uh, we were both medics and started mm-hmm. them. I mean, you pay a lot of attention to detail there, and uh, we're sanitized and cleanliness is extremely important mm-hmm. uh, in some aspects. You know, the, what we did in the medical field and back here, you know, same thing. Interesting. Um, so I think some of that transitioned over to 
So, I, I'm just, go ahead. Well, no, I was just saying, when I, when we first started, he, he was more into craft beer than, than, than I was. Mm. I was a, Yingling was my big <laughs> <laughs> craft beer. Um, so when I started brewing all these different, started brewing all these different beer, I've never tasted those yeah. beers before. He he had, but but I. What what did you get started on, and what did you give to him to get him started? He started home brewing for I, I would uh, I would go around place. I remember when Sam Adams in the Sunday paper here they would uh, it had to be five years ago they would advertise uh, five hundred dollars and uh, uh oh yeah the luck shot long shot no, yeah. no it wasn't, wasn't a long shot no it was it was to buy stock oh, it was uh, penny uh, stock you were allowed to buy five hundred dollars worth <laughs> so lieutenant at my station um said uh we ought to buy this i go i'm not yeah i was 23 years old i don't think buy this he goes uh so he bought some and he gets a certificate samuel adams you own you know this portion of so he thought that was cool um but yeah we were we were doing that in the, the cream i was always in the porters and stouts and you mm. couldn't get their cream stout here so i'd have to go to georgia <laughs> yeah, so every time i took a trip up there i'd have to go back and grab a case and um and i would just travel all around and uh you know drink a not saying uh, drink a lot but uh, just drink a lot of crap beer and, I um, I started uh, how, how I first got started was I I was YouTubing mm -hmm. and I saw malted barley. Oh, it's malted malted barley. What? And I so I ended up buying a bag of barley seed and I learned how to malt barley. And so I malted the barley. Wow. And I'm like, all right, now I got 50 pounds of malted barley. <laughs> what am I going to do with it? So I uh, studied for about five months on how to brew mm. and then uh, first beer I ever brewed was an amber lager and of course I didn't understand that it didn't ferment quickly it was a longer process so <laughs> I almost dumped it and then my wife said be patient <laughs> finally it fermented out and uh, I thought it tasted good but I gave it to one of my buddies and he said oh my god is that delicious oh, yeah. well maybe so maybe I got something here nice yeah, I don't think we started, I don't think we ever did an extract. Uh, no, we've always been um, all grain from the beginning. Just doing uh, recipes and the same, you know, we have a, we had a great, uh, at the time, we had 400 some people on our department. Yeah. And uh, we'd have traffic coming by the house and we'd brew and, hey, any free beers? And, and But it was good. It was, I mean, um, you couldn't sell them. You have a, a yeah. couple yeah. fridges in your garage full of beer there. You give them out and got a lot of good supplies. And, Feedback and good feedback practice, <laughs> and then we brewed strictly for um, festivals, and uh, that we they nicknamed our beer the unicorn beer. Fireman did. Um, they've heard of it, but never seen it <laughs> <laughs> because we were always going to festivals. <laughs> and the but. festivals, that's kind of where you started fundraising, I guess, and that's where the name Hop Life came from. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit? Um, 2012. Yeah, 2012, it was getting a little expensive brewing. Um, we came up with a t-shirt idea. Um, he kind of pushed mate. The first um, beer festival we did was, where we sold shirts was uh, parking garage and uh, Fort parking Pierce. garage and Fort Pierce. <laughs> and, um, I didn't know they had a beer festival. Well, well yeah. they had one and uh, they moved it. 
and they had all the professional and then we were in one little corner home, we were the, I think we were the only home brewers we there. Home brewers there. And um, look trying to look like professionals, you know, hanging yeah. our shirts everywhere and, and the shirts, you can see the shirts now that we had, they were terrible shirts. But um, <laughs> we even had pink shirts. Like, he, he made pink shirts and I was like, that the crazy that it's not gonna uh, they were gone before it opened. So we had a, before they opened, they would walk last the line and uh, turn the corner to buy their tickets. And it opened, I think it opened at, what, 11 o'clock or so. I think by like 10.50 or so, I go, hey, we're out of shirts. We sold everyone. <laughs> and everybody in line had a shirt. They go, oh, we're having a... So that was pretty cool. So and that the was The girls our... that were, the beer girls in the other, you know, had hot pie shirts. So I our claim in front of the, uh, so we're a t-shirt company. So that, that's that, that's when we decided, all right, maybe, you know, like I told you before, it's not played but out. We couldn't trademark them unless we sold something. Right, yeah. You, we couldn't get the name trademark unless you're in business. You're selling that product. So we had to prove Snap we were selling it. Uh, put it on eBay or so. Real quick. Here, look, we sell t-shirts. And then we, the then we got the <laughs> trademark for it. All right, excellent. I will be getting back to the interview in a little bit, but let's go over some news and events. Obviously, Father's Day is coming up. Pretty much every brewery in the state of Florida is going to have something for Father's Day. I'm not going to run down all of them, or else the podcast episode will be about 10 hours long. Um, I will say there are some other really interesting events. If you're in Tampa tomorrow, the 14th, Coppertail is doing their night market starting at 6 p.m. I'm a big fan of artisan vendors selling their wares, especially at craft breweries, and Coppertail does a really great job with this, so that's really awesome to see. Uh, Claremont Brewing Company in Claremont is now open, which is great. They should be going through their opening festivities right now, so big congratulations to them. Very happy to see that happening. Uh, Windermere Craft Beer Fest is going to be coming back it's not until October, but it is the sixth annual craft beer fest for them. Uh, love to get out there. Hopefully I will be able to sometime soon. That would be amazing. But really, really great Central Florida Beer Fest in a very interesting but very pretty area of the state. So definitely go check them out. Sideward Brewing Company on the 15th is going to be releasing two cans. Uh, one is their Extreme Florida Vice NAR, and then a hazy IPA by the name of Push and Mongo. So those cans are going to be coming out at Sideward Brewing on the 15th. Um, also on the 15th in Fort Lauderdale, Gulfstream Brewery is going to be doing their craft carousel. Uh, bottle share, vendors, and beer samples by a couple of really good home brewers that are in the area. I think Infected is going to be there. I've had their stuff. They're pretty good. Andy Town Brewing Company is going to be there as well. Um, another event that's going to be coming up at the end of June on the 29th from 12 to 10 p.m. is Miami Brewing Company all the way down in Homestead. Um, it's a bit of a drive, but if you have not been there, it is fantastic. I really like the place. They are actually doing their lychee summer celebration. If you're familiar with the lychee, you know how great these little Asian fruits are. If you haven't, 
go check it out. It's going to be lychee beer, lychee wine, lychee food, lychees themselves for sale. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, which is great. Um, really want to get out there. Hopefully I'll be able to talk to them and put them on the podcast pretty soon. Uh, Saturday, March 21st of 2020 is going to be the next female brew fest in the Fort Lauderdale area. Very excited about this one. Tried to get in this year to get them on the podcast. It didn't quite work out, but hopefully we will be able to again. The female brew fest, if you do not know, celebrates women and breweries in the state of Florida. So they come from all over uh, women that are on the brewing team or owners or both, which is amazing, uh, participate in this event. Last year, actually this year, a couple months ago, it was at Gulfstream Park in uh, Hollandale Beach, which is just south of Fort Lauderdale. Hopefully they will be back there and hopefully I'll be able to get in and give you the information on that pretty soon. In the meantime, let's get back to Hop Life Brewing for the rest of our interview with them. Did, I guess, did you briefly flirt with something that was a little bit more firefighter related? We, yeah, we just couldn't come up with... Uh, well, no, I, I guess we didn't. We did have... Um, I, I still remember this. We were at Vine and Barley in... J Dub. Oh guy. yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he he's over there. He didn't again. He didn't like the name. The guy that <laughs> started. Uh, is it J Dub? Or no, he um, yeah he, yeah because he was yeah because uh, he goes man you're firefighters you you should yeah he, yeah he was a police officer I think. Okay. Yeah, um, Jeremy from J-Dub. yeah the owner of yeah. J Dub Julian. Interesting. Okay. And um, he said you should really get into the firefighting aspect of it. And, just a built-in audience and built-in yeah, as you guys. By that time, home. we were four years into the Hop Life name and trying to turn that around and, and rebrand. Mm-hmm. So really didn't rebrand, just in, in incorporated with it, yeah. you know, the firefighting, yeah. and, um, with it, you know, put some memorabilia around it. Yeah. You also don't want it to look like the firehouse subs. No. Correct. But, no. but there's there's enough, especially the logo that we're looking at very prominently yeah. displayed by the entrance. It's yeah. hard not to get that feel. Yeah. So. so then we come to, I guess, present day. And you've got some core beers that are in the market. Yeah. What, what, can you describe those a little bit? The, um, well, we have Canda. We just started canning. Um, get into... The bigger markets were a total line at ABCs, and that we can our uh, the three of our core beers. We have uh, the real light, which is a light lager. Real is in a fishing reel, right? R E L, yeah, yeah. L I T. And uh, I grew up in Miami and in the Keys, and that you know, mm-hmm. so it's a nice picture of the lighthouse. We used to snorkel around and hang out there, you know, alligator light there. But uh, so it's a light. Uh, this crowd here, like Jim was saying, it was uh, they were definitely accepting our beers, really liking it. But every a lot of people are coming in. You know, I'm a light beer drinker. I, I, I drink X this or this. So that was that we talked about it. And so let's come up with a, a nice, clean, crisp, uh, light beer, light lager. And uh, have the 
the body of it were the beers that they were talking about, you know, our big crowd we have over here that we're trying to change into craft. Um, well, you could add, you know, if you want to add lime to it, you know, I, I drink Corona, if you have something like that, well, yeah, give them this with a lime, and oh my God, this is fantastic. You know, uh, the people that want to drink, you know, 18 beers or so, and at the sandbar, they could do that with this beer. Mm-hmm. That was one we can, we do have it on tap, it's a year round. Uh, other one was our flagship uh, IPA, uh, Big House IPA, mm-hmm. uh, American style IPA, then filtered, clean, crisp, easy drinking, seven and a half percent. Have it on draft all around the, the counties and that getting around the state now, and also canning that. And uh, last one, uh, which we just entered into uh, canning, was Coffee Porter and uh, Nuthouse Coffee Porter. Um, one of the things that now there's a lot of coffee porters out there. And one of my favorite beers, but it seemed like I was tasting a lot of, uh, you know, espresso and dark coffees. And mm-hmm. uh, I love coffee and beer. Ironically, I do not drink coffee. They make I'm it at the right station. With you. They make it at the station continuously. They go, how can you not drink coffee? And I'm up at three o'clock in the morning and I, I do not drink it. Uh, beer wise, it was great. I didn't want something to taste like espresso. And okay. so we, uh, we do a, a cold brew. We have our proprietary blend that we do. Uh, we get local and you know we teamed up with a roaster and he contacted them all the time here in port st lucie and so we started canning that in coconut hazelnut pecan uh, coffee's uh 5.5 percent very easy drinking very smooth aromas well, uh, yeah aromas great it, it does fantastic in the market and um, so those are our three that we're gonna that we stick the canning Mm-hmm. Um, might add some in the future, you know, looking to. Because I know I've seen the Firehawk Red, and that's your recipe, your red recipe, right? Yeah. Yep. That, that I've seen yeah. around. It's in Longhorn State. It's in a lot of the barbecue places, uh, the steakhouse. It goes good with that type of that's meal. That's kind of a natural yeah. fit. Yeah. It, it's a it's a nice body. Um, uh, you know, people want to describe it like a Yingling style. Uh, uh, colors darker, bodies a. a Slightly heavier, a little caramel flavor in the back end of it. Yeah. Uh, Four point six. It's a, it's a, again, great beer. Pairs very well with, uh, especially seafoods and meats where you're not changing your palate. Or, um, so that's that's quite a, that's in the market pretty heavily around the state. That's nice. another one of our core brands. Uh, what kind of stuff do you enjoy? Just going crazy and letting loose with here at the tap room, and how much of that can you do? with your audience here in uh, Port St. Lucie? Um, I guess that was two big questions. No, that's, that's it. Um, well, like I told you before, it's tough getting too crazy right now. Cause, yeah. 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 Um, because our concentrating on distribution, but mm. what we've done to kind of, the one-offs I was telling you that are tough to brew since we're busy doing that. Mm-hmm. We have a Firkin Friday. Oh, nice. So we will have a different fork in every. Um, she's getting ready to do a habanero um, watermelon. Um, we do. He'll yeah, do <laughs> um, So every Friday we'll, we'll we'll do something a little different for that. To kind of it's kind of a one off, but it's a one off firkin. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. Um, and then um, like we have a. Uh, New England style IPA, mm-hmm. and then we'll do blood orange. You know, we'll we'll put it, we'll age it on blood, blood orange puree in the back. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
So it's tough to get those newer beers and different beers. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, the crowd is um, accepting to it. Okay. So, Do you get a lot of snowbirds? Because what I've heard, yes. especially in the Southwest, a ton. Yes. <laughs> a ton. Yes. Um, this, yeah, this town is, is and, and it's a, it, there, it's on and it's off. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it shuts on, it shuts off, and you're done. It's funny because I've, I've spoken to a number of breweries in Southwest Florida where pretty much everybody is in a very similar, which one is this? You're talking about some of the stuff you like to let loose on. And... Uh-oh, well, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's an interesting growler can. It's a little bit shorter. A little studier, 25 ounce, uh, 25.4 there. All right, so what is this bad boy? We Dub came. Double fudge chocolate coffee, fresh coconut puree, milk porter. Oh, dear God. Just messing around with stuff. and. Uh, <sighs> I'm not going to drink this beer. I'm just going to smell it. I'm just going to smell it. I'm just going to smell it. Roma's fantastic. This, uh, I think we did 500 gallons of this just to kind of see what it, uh, how it would come out, how it perceived in the tap room when it was. And, um, we liked it. And we put it on tap yeah. and uh, quickly yeah. realized we should. Now, we haven't brewed again. Uh, I, I think we're going to. Uh -huh. But uh, I know we got rid of the, the batch. We hope we wouldn't have it around. But I know we got rid of the batch we, pretty quickly. There was. Well, I'll, I'll tell them the mistake we did. Uh -huh. um, we brewed this and then we went to brew it again. It wasn't and, a mistake. It and, was, uh, and I, well, we thought it was a mistake. <laughs> we, we, we switched um, grain companies and uh -huh. uh, SRM on the darker malt was lighter than I realized. Oh, so, so when I brewed it, it came out as a brown. Interesting. So a different color. Um, somebody picked it up in the, in the tap room. That was, uh, it's not the same beer. It's not the same beer. So we, we took all the kegs, threw them in the back of the cooler. Three months? At four least, months? Yeah, probably four months. He sat yeah. there. So then um, we- He wanted to dump them. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. If something's not right, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm done. So I think we ran out of this, and uh, so we brought those up, renamed it, and absolutely. Well, ran out, ran out of the brown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we had we have a brown ale. We ran out of it, so we replaced it with this beer we had. We had an empty tap, so we cleaned that out, <laughs> and ended up being one of the best selling beers. <laughs> It was, uh, it was the highest, we trade, you know, you track everything you do and sales every day and week. Mm -hmm. and, uh, highest selling every single day, every week. Till, uh, and um, to this day, you're bringing it out again, right? You're bringing like, no, no, we changed grain companies back to where we were, so we could actually be the color we wanted. Mm -hmm. But That's um, funny. No, it's, uh, I guess when you get up in business-wise, and it's lovely here, you don't want to really make a, you don't want to do any batches where, oh my God, I got to spill out a different on a homebrew on a $30 batch. So we knew it was going to come out good, we, um, the style we wanted. Just had a little bit of like off color that we didn't want to put it out as the same mm -hmm. exact beer there. That's funny. Phenomenal. Phenomenal flavor. Thank you. Just amazing. Yeah. So, um, well, that was his design on that beer. Just kind of going crazy with it, yeah. and a lot of those flavors are coming from the coffee. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The um, but this year, the, 
this beer is great. I mean, the long view would let it sit there. We, uh, yeah, when it first came out, I and mean, when it's first done and fresh, mm -hmm. it, it's not as good as two months down the road. Gotcha. And it's, uh, it's nice, it tastes good, but as it ages a little bit, everything starts to come out, every flavor there. Nice. The aroma's still, uh, that's what I was afraid of. That's why I, I canned a few and kept them. Mm -hmm. how, how old is that? That's gotta be. How many would eight? Nine months, probably. That old? Nine yeah, months ago? Probably. So I'm pretty I'll do that, then open some, you know, wait till two months, open some. I want to see if the aromas or anything kind mm -hmm. of dissipates. And, yeah. um, uh, it hasn't, I, I thought it would, but. Do you think eventually you may try to bomber some of these and do well, the big bottle release events? Well, we, we, <laughs> well, we just got to do it. We, we have a, um, we have 2000 a chocolate bombers. stout aged in, um, Jack Daniel barrels. Oh my God. Um, and and they were good barrels sitting, too. They were wet. Yeah. We, we just had, haven't had a time to bottle it. And gotcha. we just got to pick a day to do it. It's ready. <laughs> so that'll be a nice, that'll be a bottle release there. I think like 2,000 bottles or so back there. Probably do 1,500 mm -hmm. or so. Maybe we'll throw a couple on tap just to mm -hmm. do some tasters of it. Make but, all the beer um, nerds happy, do wax caps, yeah. numbers. <laughs> well, you the, the, just, it's time, just uh, trying to get time to actually yeah. do it. Yeah. It's uh, the biggest issue. Mm. But it's not going anywhere. It's nice. It's still aging. I do get asked every day, don't, uh, when are you coming out? Or another uh, unicorn, fictitious. Uh, it's there. It's good. <laughs> We've tried it. Um, so before this beautiful thing came around, I was asking a question. With all the snowbirds, um, do you find you they are a little bit more accepting of the crazier styles and the more varied things than a lot of the locals? Because I've heard other people say that the snowbirds come from places where craft beer is much. It's more on right. There's places exactly. Yeah. We get beer from Colorado, you know, and they'll they usually tell us uh, where's all the other breweries around. Like what well, we have here, we have you know, sailfish. Point them out to them, and um, no, some places you're right. They're like, oh, we have, you know, 10 breweries in our town alone. We could... I think there's still more of the light, light beer mm -hmm. um, drinkers because they're an older crowd. But then you, out of that crowd, there's a good percentage of the stouts, the porters. Mm -hmm. um, IPAs, probably not as much. But gotcha. they're either on the light side or the, the dark side. Nice. And you've got the Southwest Florida... Ale and wine trail. Has yeah. yeah. that actually been updated? Yeah, this is a so this is their, their Treasure Coast this map. Is the treasure yeah. Coast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I that's what's uh, and, and, it, and it's building. There's a uh, there's a few on the map there. Uh, nothing in Martin County yet. But, uh, there's a few slated. Mm -hmm. So this will get updated again. But this goes from Sebastian yeah, down then, to uh, Martin County there, and uh, there's there's quite a quite a few on there and it's growing there so we have yeah. nine nine destinations already and I think by the uh, probably two more years or so I think there'll be three or four more I'm still waiting there. for them to revise this and put a pierced yeah this one on uh, yep. yeah. uh, I think up here they're getting a couple more uh, you know if anything Mash Monkey Mash Monkey's yes. up, up in Sebastian now yeah it uh, needs to be put down there um, but it's definitely growing I mean we uh when we were first coming on and looking at, you know, this wasn't around. We were involved yeah. in this, making of this also. Well, when we started planning, we, we were going to be the first. 
Hmm. And then the next thing we know, he calls out, hey, there's a brewery going in Fort Pierce. <laughs> Selfish. <laughs> <laughs> so unknown to us, they, they were a little bit ahead of us. Nice. Yeah, they were, uh, yeah, when we first started looking there, um, oddly enough, I, I didn't go around our, our area to a lot of the breweries, always either down south, north, or west mm -hmm. of them. I love these ale trails because I've always been a big fan of the tourism aspect of craft beer and I think things like this, especially when they're sponsored by the counties themselves, are always wonderful right. to see. Well, they're written, you know, I think the counties are realization now, these are destinations yeah. they want to come here and uh, they, you don't get any problems out of these places. They're, they don't, they're not telling them to go to a regular, you know, go to this bar and have this drink or so. This is, this is something you come here. Um, everybody here talks about beer. Uh, you're going to strike up a conversation, you know, in a few minutes that you're here. Family friendly? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And dog friendly. Always makes me happy to hear. Yeah. I don't want to have to leave my three-year-old at home, yeah. you know. Yeah. We had our mascot, Peacock, up until, yeah. I think, last week. What happened? What? Uh, I don't know. I looked at our cameras that went to the right of our building. That's the last time we've ever seen them. Oh. <laughs> or her. It was her. Peacock. So yeah. either... Uh, we have coyotes out here, got oh, hogs yeah. out here. So either coyote got us, somebody got us. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see so, over by Lauderdale, there are a lot of monkeys. Oh, yeah. So I, I did oh, not yeah. realize yeah. there's a lot of monkeys in yeah. that area. We need to get our own. We're, go getting, yeah. We're getting the weird lizards up here now. And like <laughs> they have. Getting the iguanas from Palm Beach County. Um, yep. Moving up here. Yeah. Um, and I know one of the things we were talking about earlier as well with the tap room, a lot of the events that you try to have here to bring people in, what kind of events do you usually have? Is like looking at the board right behind you. <laughs> well, if you're here tonight, you, you want to do a, you want to do an extension of your podcast, you'll have plenty of, uh, uh -oh. 30, 30 bingo, uh, 30 bingos tonight. Um, since this is a rated PG podcast there, we'll leave it as we have Dirty Bingo tonight. I would have to bring my daughter, so I think that's a big 1054. Um, yeah. <laughs> just leave the recorder there. <laughs> Actually, there's... No kids allowed in there. The yeah. biggest event we have. Really? Standing room only, usually. Yeah. It's it's over. It's Everything is booked up tonight. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing. Man. So we do uh, those events, uh, sorry, um, a lot of uh, everything, you know, we get from that event too uh, is donated on there. You know, either Boys and Girls Club, um, that's a big one. There's there's several clubs that come here, as long as they're 501 C3, the legit club, it is local. Um, they sign up, there's an opening in that, uh, yeah, we, we invite them in. They'll bring their representatives here. They'll set up in a corner or so. They'll tell the people about the club, what they're doing. Nice. And um, so proceeds go to that, uh, which makes it nice. So we got a, a great advertisement out of it. And, and um, a lot of events are geared around, you know, donate, giving back to the community. Excellent. That's good to hear. But yeah, well, I was telling you before, you definitely got to have events to draw people here. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, we keep the board, yeah, we keep the board filled uh, with it there. Music uh, Friday and Saturdays. Okay. So we uh, either solo acts or live, you know, bands uh, we'll have. It's nice being back in the district. 
here. There's no, we don't have any neighbors that are going to no care. Or no no so, so we're not going up, we're not up against uh, residential or anything? No. no. Oh, no. beautiful. So fancy are, are, are good. There's really no, uh, no restrictions that, that we run into. Nice. Um, same thing with food trucks. We're not invading on anybody. We support all the local uh, restaurants here. We have everybody's menu. Mm-hmm. Whoever delivers or so. Um, if there's not a food truck, maybe in the future we'll look and get something of our own. Um, but as of now, we support all everybody coming in. And you're doing comedy tours, which I find is the next big thing with breweries, is to have stand-up. I, I found interesting to see it started, but it's really taken off. Yeah, they're, uh, it's a great... Uh, so the company, uh, one we use, you know, they're not expensive. You pay, um, I think it's 175 uh, a night there. They bring in, you know, they do all the social media. You obviously boost it on your social media and that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they bring comics in, uh, give you a list and who's coming, what's up, coming next. And so it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a hit. We're going to, we're doing our first one and I think it's going to be a, cool. a nice hit. Excellent. Where can people find out more intru- information on Hop Life? Our Facebook uh, has all our events on there. So Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, we go real hard on. Uh, we, our uh, website, you know, is up to date. We try to keep up to date on beers and that on the website. But uh, hoplife.com or on our Facebook, Hoplife Brewing Company, and on Instagram, yep. we, uh, everything's on. Uh, all the events are on there. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen, very much. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Sounds good. I appreciate. It. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't too bad. No, no. I actually didn't even know you started the uh, podcast until... So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so do you. Excellent. Now, I had a couple beers from them that I left with, and I actually ended up giving a couple more beers to our friends at the KVJ show on 97.9 WRMF, so you can see the picture of that. And check out Florida Beer Blog for the review of that amazing amazing coffee chocolate explosion sort of a beer and uh, for future reviews of the uh, other beers that I was able to leave with definitely want to thank Sarcy Turl for helping me set up the interview and everybody at Hoplife for their incredible hospitality wonderful place wonderful people and really fantastic beer which always makes me happy definitely want everybody to go and check them out uh, the Florida Beer Podcast is a production of FloridaBeerBlog.com. You can find us at FloridaBeerBlog.com, of course. We're on social media at Florida Beer Blog on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, we're at FL Beer Blog on Facebook. You can write to me directly at FloridaBeerBlog at gmail.com. Our intro announcer is Jeff Brozovich. Today's music is coming courtesy of Scott Holmes. You can find the song and more at scottholmesmusic.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. Rate us on iMusic or iTunes. That's going away pretty soon. Um, Leave a review on whatever podcasting app you have. Tell your friends. Spread the word, please. That would be greatly appreciated. And we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Drink Florida Craft.
For the businessman and industrialist, there is unlimited opportunity in the changing face of Florida.